Welcome to another edition of the Hard Knocks Life. This Hard Knocks Life is brought to you by Miller Lite. You know, I'm a Miller Lite guy. It's also brought to you by Cover 3. I happen to be at Cover 3 Sports Bar. Well, we call it fine dining as of right now. And it's also brought to you by Four Roofs ATX. If you're in the Austin area and you need your roof looked at, my man got you taken care of. But joining us is on the Hard Knocks Life is a legend. Not only a legend for Longhorns, not only a legend for the NFL, but the dude was beautiful on the field when he was making them cuts. He did his things and track and field a long jump national championship. Let me just tell you something. Back in the day when you have two point two sports stars, everybody thought about football. Everybody thought about everything else. I'm just going to tell you this. When you can go to the being an Olympic trials, go out there and be a national champion, and then going to NFL in a wreck shop. You got to be a special type of player, man. And he is one of the greatest. He's a Longhorn legend, lifetime Longhorn. He was inducted into the Hall of Honor at UT in 2002. His name is in the hat for the National Football League Hall of Fame, which long overdue, should be in there already. He is one, the man, the myth, the legend. Eric Metcalf. Yeah. E, what's up, baby? Not a thing, bro. And I, and I think I should have played hoop also. If you want <laughs> to throw that in. <laughs> I, th I thought I could have hooped in the drum. Lance <laughs> and those guys. <laughs> That's what's up. That's another side that people really don't know about you. But if right. you put it all in perspective, you were one hell of an athlete, number one. But number two, you know, when you look around the NFL nowadays and see these guys that are doing so many different things, when you left the NFL, you had the most returns for touchdown at 12 when you when you walked away from the game. And that stuff is unheard of in the in the punt return and the kickoff return game. When I was in high school, I used to try to emulate you. And, I, and I'm not that much younger than you. I mean, older than you. But, uh, you know, I'm around your age and when you were at the University of Texas, my uncle used to always tell me, he was like, hey man, you need to watch Eric Metcalf. You need to watch Eric Metcalf when he, cause y'all are crazy to go back there and have these people running a hundred miles an hour at you and think you can make a miss. But you was kind of special when it came to that, weren't you? Well, you know, it's, it's, I, I guess it was God giving ability, uh, watching my dad play and, and, and just, you know, genes, genetics. My dad was good at it. He passed it down. And and, and, and fortunately for me, when I went out there to, to return punts, I, I was pretty good at it. And, it, and it's crazy because that was the one thing that I didn't want to do, especially in, in college. In, in high school, the dudes couldn't punt, so the ball would be all over the place. So I didn't, have to worry, <laughs> I didn't have to worry about it being up there too long and too high before they come down there and get me. It's usually dribbling around. I could pick it up and run. So that was a little different. But then you get to college, you know, and you got these dudes who are now kicking it uh, 40 plus yards with a hang time of four. And so I was like, man, I don't really want to return these punts. So I can get killed back there because I never wanted to get hit ever in my life. I still don't want to get hit today. I always wanted. So I always really wanted to be a, a kick returner. But they, they, you know, Coach Akers put me back there at, at both. But they they realized that as, as a kick returner, that no one would ever kick me the ball back there. And so I end up being a blocker, which, which again is, <laughs> is another is another waste. <laughs> That's another waste. And so you know, I, I got to return and punts. Uh, actually, 
actually took the first one I ever got uh, at Texas back to for a touchdown, but they said I stepped out of bounds at the 50 yards. And so I was like, oh yeah, I, I could do this. I could do this as long as those guys in, up front block, I could do this and be pretty good at it. Yeah, and you turned out to be one hell of a punt returner and kick returner. And the funny thing is too, I was watching some highlights this morning and I, I, I saw you return one punt against Cincinnati and you returned the punt and you started celebrating before primetime started celebrating. You was doing it at the 50 yard line and the 40 yard, 45 yard line. I see you, baby. I see you. You want you. They try to say that he was the first. No, 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 no. You got to go see my boy Metcalf turn that corner and start putting it in cruise control. I, I, I used to tell people my, my, my thing was I, at first, like when I got, I want to see how much separation I could get on, on a long touchdown. Then I got to thinking, how soon can I start to party? <laughs> I, I want to throw my hands up with, with 40, 50 yards, knowing that they're not going to catch me. So, so it's funny that at Cincinnati, what you're talking about, my buddy who is chasing me. His name is Forey Duckett, and he also <laughs> lives here in Seattle. And if you see, I'm, I'm waving my hand. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, don't, yeah. you might as well stop. I know you want the hustle, Greg, but you might as well quit this, but... <laughs> You broke, you broke number 50. I don't even know what his name was. You had him so shook. You, he, he left his clothes on the field when you broke past him the first time. And then you got to that corner and it was Katie bar the door. Oh, that was, uh, that was James, um, from Baylor. Uh, James Francis. James Francis. Yeah. That's it, bro. That was James Francis. Oh, don't you already think knew. Don't think I didn't let him know. You, you remember this, right? <laughs> We are talking to Eric Metcalf, Longhorn legend, NFL great. He's on the ballot to get into the Football Hall of Fame, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But let's talk about your time at the University of Texas. I mean, you're a three-time All-Southwest Conference back. As I said before, you were two-time national champion in a long jump. And the lean years that you had at the University of Texas, I mean, when you sit back and you look at what you went through, some of the quarterbacks that you had who – whose numbers, I went back and looked at those too. God, dog, bro, you was, <laughs> I ain't trying to throw nobody under the bus, but sometimes they back that thing back up on you too to make sure. And I just sat there and I looked at it and, and the fact that you could still be a three-time all-sophomore's conference back, do the things that you did to put yourself on there. Now I know you, you could talk about the punt returns, but you had a thousand, you had thousand yard seasons when you were at the University of Texas. You was also catching ball. You were pretty much the ultimate weapon at the University of Texas. And the problem as a Texas fan that I was, you didn't get a chance to really showcase your abilities until you got to the NFL. But again, I, I digress because of the fact of what you had to go through. So as you watch all the things that have happened throughout the years and address what you did first, but as you've looked at the way the program has, has evolved, you were pretty much part of the foundation that started the changes. I know everybody's going to talk about the Vince Youngs in the 2000s, but you were the elite athlete that said, you know what, and you weren't even from the state of Texas. That's another thing that people don't realize. You're not even from Texas and you brought your talents here and then you made it cool the way that you played the games. You had the tights on. You had it. I mean, you were slick with it. But you were the first player that was a true, true all-around athlete that could come to the University of Texas. You know, it's, it's funny because I actually committed to, to the U, to Miami, 
my, my, I was 17 years old. So I played my whole uh, freshman season at 17. Lord have mercy of you to went to the U. Oh, Lord. <laughs> my, my parents wasn't having it. <laughs> they, they, my parents were not having it. They're like, you're 17? Nah. <laughs> nah but, but you can go to Notre Dame. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that nah, either. <laughs> let's have a I'm going to go to Texas. Um, you know, so I can run track also, but you know, it was, you know, it was the Jerry Grays and those guys, they were winning games and, and, and playing for national championships before I got there. So, uh, even, you even got a big I, Slimmy, big Kenny Sims, baby, all those guys. And so yeah. even before, even before I went to, uh, I committed to Miami, I knew about Texas, but I, I, I didn't, you know, I was going to give up track basically if I was going to Miami at the time because the track program wasn't that good. But going to Texas was the, was the best thing that, that ever happened to me as, as far as uh, track and football. Even though we didn't win a lot of games, it, it, it was it was fun to be there. And, you know, and and so I, I like the fact that you, you talk about we had some lean years, but I was still able to, to stand out. You know, this it, it, it was a fun time. And I, like I said, I wish we could have won a lot more games but we didn't. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, the thing is going into Texas football, going to Austin at that time, I'm just in my mind, I'm thinking this is Texas. They're going to, we're going to have the best football players out of the, the state of Texas come to the university of Texas and playing with me. So I'm expecting to win a lot of games. Just unfortunately at that time, A&M was starting to get them. Yeah. And so, and so, like you said, not to drive the bus back the bus up or drive the bus on any of my teammates, but we just weren't as good as other teams as, as a whole. You know, we had good players, but as a as a whole, we weren't good as as other teams. So it, it made it rough out there on, on Saturday, and so that's why I, I I really, as an individual, I felt good about what I was able to accomplish because knowing that. We, we weren't as good as other teams, but I was still able to do what I was doing, what made it more fun. Yeah, I mean, you you sit there and you look at the teams over the years and the changes that were being made at the university. And even during your time, they were transitioning from coach to coach to coach. Mac Brown comes in, VY and his groups just really started to get it turned around. And obviously Vince is still walking around like Superman and Rightfully so, because he was the national championship. Yeah, I was going to say, and I'm, and I'm glad he's back on the university. I think that's another person that should have never not been on this university because for young black men to see people that look like them to come to a university like the University of Texas with all the nonsense that's been going on from the eyes of Texas and you know social justice of where we are in society today, those guys will still look up to VY and VY can be that common voice to get everybody back into that, that realm of Texas is what Texas is and we can make this thing happen again. With that being said, you know the transition from where Tom Herman was and you and I have had conversations about that off the record and where things are trying to go. And now they bring in Sarkeesian and a person like you that could play in an offense like that where he's getting the ball in people's hands where it's constantly in motion where you're not going from a dead stop which you was pretty good at that with that hop skipping that jump whenever you try to break them off but when you look at it and look at what sark is bringing contrast from what tom herman this is a bright bright future for this team right i, I really feel good good about it i mean we know what, what sark did with bama with, with all those players and 
and even uh, when he was at SC and 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 and, and UW as well. Yeah. Um, Alabama. Yeah, you, mean, you live in Washington, so you right. got to see it up close and personal. Right, because I was coaching the track at UW at the same time. Yeah. And, yeah. and so and so, it it just looks different. Like when you go to Alabama and you have all the athletes that you want. It just, it looks greater than it might even be. It's not, you know, it's not about, it, it's, then right. it's not about the system as well. You have a good system, but you have great players who are in this system making it look good. Right. And so with him, and so with him coming, coming to Texas, I think we can get there because now, having seen what he's done at, at other schools, all these kids will see that they can get to the league. That, and they can they can be in this system and get to the league so they can stay at home in Texas and not have to go to the SEC, not have to go elsewhere just to try to get to the league. And I think so. I think now that he's in and their offense and what they're set to do, it, we're, we're primed to be back. And 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 I, and I think about all the things just looking at Texas. Do you, do you realize you probably do because you, you've done a lot of research, but Vince is the last offensive player to go in the first round from Texas. Yes. How do you win games if you don't have nobody going in the first round? Right, right. You have nobody that people are scared of. And granted, we've had some some very good players who, who've gone second, third round and, and, and good, done good things in NFL. But from day one, people are not they're not expecting these guys to go in the first round. So how do you win? How do you how are you expected to win? But I think now that we have Sark, somebody who's put who's won all the Heisman, uh, the 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 Doke. The, the United's all the quarterback awards. He won everything. Now you have that behind you. And so these guys see that and they'll stay in the state and we can win some games now. And even if they don't stay in the state, we got some kids that are coming in from out of state, like that monster in the backfield, Bijan Robinson. Right. As a person that played the position that knows what it's like to be a running back at the University of Texas, you've seen the Cedrics, you've seen the Rickies, you've seen the Hodges Mitchells, you've seen Priest Holmes, you've seen all these guys come through here after you. Bijan got something in that tank that's a little bit different than what we've seen in a while. Why is it that Texas hasn't had the last thousand yard back was Deontay Foreman and he went for 2000. Why is it that Texas doesn't have that tradition of those backs going back over a thousand yards? I, I think it's been situational football and, and, and people thinking it's been about the system. And so we have to put this running back in on, on third down. It's second and, and five. We put this running back in, and, and, and we've done that throughout from in, the, in the previous years with our receivers also. Nobody, it seems like nobody just played the whole game or, or played the whole game in these pre, in these past years. Yeah. So I think it's silly. You, you, you leave your best players on the field. Right. And so, and so I think that that's, that's been a problem. Now you have someone like Bijan and even Roshan, when they come in there, both those guys, they can do it all. So they don't have to switch out every play if they don't want to, if the coaches don't want to, they can, they can go out there and beat uh, three down backs and, 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 and keep going. And so that's, that's what I look forward to. So once, once we get back to that, and I think we will with, with Sark and his offense, uh, you, you'll start seeing these 1000 yard backs again, maybe two. Yeah, no doubt. That's funny that you say that because Ron Cosby told me one time we were standing on the sideline. He said, they would have had to yank me out of the game before I could come out of here talking about this is a third down play. Let me move this guy in here and put this guy. He was like, what are we doing? I'm like, and I feel the same. I'm like, you're going to take me out to do what? 
<laughs> you know, right? <laughs> so, so, so if you're gonna, I, I would have been like, if you're gonna take me out, then you're like conceding this game, right? <laughs> right, right. That's like, that's like you bringing in a position player to pitch. That means the game is over, right? It's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I'm glad that you said that because I agree with you 100 that they need to go back to the way the game is played, and regardless of. We need to make sure this guy get a touch or this guy get a touch. Who are the best players that are going to help us win? Because coaches' jobs are now predicated on whether you win or lose. It don't matter how many – I mean, it does matter how many kids you graduate, but it don't matter how many kids you graduate anymore because these contracts are saying, no, no, no. I know you graduated 100% of your players, and they're going to have great lives. Those people that are paying it, sitting in these bleachers want to see dubs and they want to go to championships. And that's what it's continued to be. And it's what it's always been. And that's why some of the changes that are being made, that's why they're building a new South end zone. They built the new South end zone. That's why they're building that Moody center because they want to see good teams go out every week and compete for championships. So it's, it's real interesting to me how this whole thing is playing out, but I wanted to ask you this. So when you're, when you're watching these games and, and some of the things that have happened before, now we're dealing with another coach, but some of the things that happened prior to with the prior regime, I think Roshan Johnson is, he, he deserves a medal of honor for doing the things that he did and taking that spot. Uh, Stan Drayton did a great job getting that kid ready to play football at a position he's never played before. But when you look at the changes that are being made and the position players that are changing and, finding that right niche. Correct me if I'm wrong, as a player, if you put me in a position to succeed, I got all the respect for you. If you keep putting me in a position to fail, that's when we start questioning the coaching staff, right? Of course, and I think that's unfortunately been, been a problem that, that, that coaches in the past have, have thought they were smarter than everyone else. You know, when, when in fact, all you gotta do is call the players. If you have players, they'll make the plays. Plays, players make plays, plays don't make players. Right, right. right. And so, and so just like you said, put the guys in position, do what's best for them. Don't say, this is what we run. This is how we're gonna win the game. Cause that's not how you're gonna win the game. You, you, you run what's best for your players. If your players, if your, if your players can't run block, then don't run the ball. If they can't pass ball, then don't pass the ball. <laughs> it's as simple as that, right? I mean, I, right. When, you, when you look at, at Nick Saban and, and what he's done in Alabama, the, the, the reason he wins and beats teams is because he runs what he has to run to win. And, and these other teams don't change. He puts his heavy offense in, they still leave DBs in. So he's going to run it down your throat. Right, <laughs> and right, you're gonna have to right. stop it. And if you try to go all a heavy defense, and he has his uh, his uh four wides out, four or five wides out, and you can't stop it, he's gonna keep doing that. And so he plays to win the game. And I think that's, and I think start coming from that regime and everything. We'll see that again this year, and and, we'll, and and years to come, we'll start to win games our way, not because teams are losing, because we are beating them. Right, right. And you know, one of the things that I liked about Sark at his press conference and what I've continued to hear throughout all of his press conference is he's the same person the entire time. You spent some time with him when he was at uh, University of Washington. You know that he's pretty much direct. Right now it's all gas, no brakes. And he's being, he's being very open with everyone. Now he ain't giving up all the juice, but he, he, when he speaks to you, it's not in a riddle where you're trying to overthink and try to make it like that. 
players respond to that a lot better than some of the other stuff that we've seen in the past. So the question that everybody always asks, and you can answer it, not answer it, or just say, ah, it's whatever. Who's going to be the starting quarterback at the University of Texas? Well, who do I think it should be? Who do you think it should be? There you go. Thompson. In your opinion. J.C. Thompson. For sure. I'm with you on that one. That's what I've been saying. That's who I think it should be now. Now, once again, it's not my team, so I can't. (laughs) but, but, But in his defense, I will say this. In, in, in looking at that bowl game last year, that right there told it all to me. Right. Because, because this he, he's, he's been in a situation where he didn't play much at, up, up until that point. And he gets in that game, and we don't run the ball. What do we do? We, we come out slinging because right. they trusted that he could do it. Right. Right. That, that never happens, right? Right, one hundred percent. When the backup comes in, they mostly running the ball the entire time, unless it's unless it's a situation where it's two and, and Jalen hurts or something like that. Right, then right. Like that. But this is wasn't that situation, so so nobody expected anything, and he came out there throwing that ball. So we know he has the ability to do it. It's just him getting the opportunity. Yeah, and that's what I keep saying too. I think he's he's paid his dues, so to speak. He's been here. He's toughed it out. He did his thing with the University of Texas. And, you know, he had an opportunity to transfer. He didn't, he stayed. And then with the coaching change, obviously, Sam moving on, getting his opportunity to go to the NFL. But now I think it's Casey Thompson's team until it's not, right? I think Hudson Card's got great upside. I think Hudson Card's gonna be one of those special quarterbacks. I'm putting him up there with the Colt McCoy because of the accuracy, nothing else. I don't know anything else about him. But I know as far as accuracy, the kid has been okay with that. And I think as he grows in this program and gets another year under Sark's tutelage, he might be one of those special, special guys that we're talking about a little bit later. But right now, I think it's Casey's show. And I think Casey has shown some leadership qualities from what I've heard from a lot of the players, uh, families and things like that. It seems to be a good little deal for, for Casey. But let's get to the NFL, my brother. You are a long time Cleveland Brown. That was your squad. That was your love. You bounced around to a couple of different teams because they needed that special, special player. And you were that special player. Your Cleveland Browns are making some moves, baby. You, 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 I talked to you last year when it was all happening and you were like, uh-oh, look like somebody's in trouble because they got that <laughs> running game figured out. They got a coach that came in and demanded that players hold themselves accountable. You got Miles Garrett on that defense just looking like a monster after all that other incident that he had, but that team rallied around him. And Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield was not turning the ball over last year. You know why? He had a running game. Right. So so your Cleveland Browns, are they pretenders? They real talk? Are they ready to make that move? Are they going to take over that division and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, oh, we did that last year. <laughs> <laughs> now my homeboy sitting with me, he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. We did, we did that last year, and we did it when it counted. <laughs> Hello. Hello. In Pittsburgh. <laughs> In Pittsburgh. Speaking of Pittsburgh, didn't you take two to the house against them? Oh, we did that too. We did that too. Right. We did that too. <laughs> hey, so, you know, it's funny. I... I, I, I 
it's a weird position to be in as a Cleveland Browns fan right now. Right, right. Because for, we talked about me having lean years at Texas. Cleveland had lean years, right? <laughs> about 20 before last year, right? And so, and so it's, it's, it's crazy that we're in this position and, and people are talking about we can, we can win a lot of games. I've been messing with my son yesterday. I say, who's going to play us in the, in the Super Bowl next year? Just, just, <laughs> I just said this yesterday because, because that's what kind of team that they have on paper, for sure. Right, and right. They, they won a lot of games last year. With the new coach, didn't and 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 no all season. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. And still won 11, 11 games. Now we come back. We, we have we can have off season. We got everybody coming back who who opted out. We got some injured people coming back, and we we had a monster free agency and and, okay. and a good draft. So I'm expecting big things. And and when I say big things, I mean. It's gonna sound weird, but I'm expecting 13 and four. Doesn't that sound crazy? That it's 17 Ooh. games, right? Right. That sounds that sound real right? But 13 and four is what I'm I'm predicting. And and once again, I I think they have the ability to to go to the Super Bowl because the defense is is now stacked. We're, we're tightened up on the back end. We got more more rushes to help Miles Garrett out. Offense, everybody is back, including Odell will be back. Um, the running game is strong, and we were able to run the ball when people knew we were going to run the ball, and they still couldn't stop us from right. running. The ball. Right. And so now, so now you don't you don't put all the onus on on Baker to go out there and, and, and have to throw forty times a game for us to win, and and you can just work off that play action and find guys wide open, and and that's why we were successful last year. I mean, granted, there were games when he went out there and threw 38, 35, 38 times, and we had because there's going to be times when you have to do that. But but or they're giving that to you because they don't want to give you the run. But we we did it well. It didn't throw that many interceptions, and and we were able to protect the ball, outscore some teams, and win a lot of games. And I, I'm looking forward to us being Super Bowl. Yeah. I heard you. I heard you call that Super Bowl. But my question to you: What Baker Mayfield? He is a lightning rod for so many people, and and some of that is on him. A lot of that is on him because of the way he carries himself, the way he talks to certain people, and and. But I think last year he took a huge step because of the running game. I think he took a huge step because the coach took the ball away from him. It made him understand that you don't have to make every single play or every single throw. You got to live for the next throw. Is that something that the new coaching staff made it a point of? Because if I'm not mistaken, you're still working with the Browns on the pre and post game, right? Yeah, I do a pre-presentation. Yeah, so you get a chance to talk to the players. You get a chance to talk to the coaching staff. Is that – first off, what do you think of that coaching staff and what do you think of what they've done with Baker Mayfield? Oh, I love it. I love the coaching staff. I I, I love what they've done with Baker. I, I text with Stefanski from time to time just to, just to say what's up and, and keep in contact. But I, I like what he's done. I mean, we proved, he proved in Minnesota that – you can you can do the same thing. You can run the ball, work out play action, and your receivers can still have thousand yard seasons, as as Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen did there. And they proved that. So we brought that same thing to Cleveland, established the running game, do a lot of play action, and and just don't don't turn the ball over. And we and we can do it. And that's why I'm waiting for this year because I know 
that they can expand on it with off season and, and everybody being together this year. And I, and I think, like you said, Baker's a lightning rod, but he, he he's right for Cleveland because people in Cleveland, they like that, right? But in him being like that, he has the perfect coach for him, the, the, the counterbalance. Because Kevin's real cool and even even kill and knows how to, he's calling the plays to put him in the right position for us to win games, but yet he knows how to to, to balance Baker out and, and, and keep him in the right headspace. Whereas uh, in, the, in the previous two years, I think it was more about they, they were running their system and let's pass the ball over the yard, throw it 40, 50 times and see if we win. And, and that, that's, not, that's not how you win football games in the NFL. When it's all said and done, people who win the Super Bowl run the football. Yeah. People, it, it, it looks fancy and everything, just like this past year. It looked like Tom Brady was throwing the ball over the yard, but they didn't start rolling over Kansas until they started running the ball. Yep. They let him run that bulldozing through that end zone. Exactly. <laughs> right. And, and, that, and so that's, and so I think uh, Stefanski and his offense, and, and I think they'll, they'll put these guys in the position where we're going to run the ball and, and you're going to have to stop it. And then we're going to hit you with play action. And we got, and we have speed at the receiver position and, and guys who can make plays. So with, with the tight end as well, that it, it's going to be dangerous out there. And that's why I'm, I'm looking forward to this season. Forget this basketball stuff that's going on right now. Let's get to football. <laughs> Before I ask you about your pops, because I, I love the story that you told me before about your pops, but I see you got a LeBron James little picture in there. So, I mean, a little jersey in there. So when you go up there, do you go, Cleveland, this is for you. Now he's in L.A. What do you think about LeBron being in L.A.? And are you still mad that he left Cleveland? See, for me, I'm a Knicks fan. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm a really Knicks happy fan. right now, right? I'm a, I'm a Knicks fan. So, you know, so all my teams are coming back right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time for me. You had to be patient and loyal, right? You had to be patient. 21 and 21. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, 21 so, and 21. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm just like... I'm I'm mad he left Cleveland, because, but I'm happy that he came back and won for the city because I'm I'm about the, the city of Cleveland. You know, yeah. I, I spent six years playing there and and loved every bit of it. I I go back during the season almost every week and 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 still feel the love. So um, you, you know, LeBron has to do what he has to do, but at least they, he he helped him get a championship, and so I, I'm happy with that because they got their championship. But once again, I tell people all the time, Cleveland is just like. Austin. The Cavs can win all the championships they want. The city be happy, but it's not the same until the Browns do it. Hello. <laughs> just, just like we'll be in Austin. It's yep. not the same until a football team does it. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's, right that. <laughs> so that's what I appreciate most about Cleveland because it reminds me of the, of the college atmosphere. I love that. I love that. So let's talk about your pops, man. Terry Metcalf, one of the best to ever do it as well. You wear number 21 because of him. I see the pictures of him all up there, side by side, same cut. You know what I'm saying? You're doing your thing. And one of the stories that you told me before was when you would go to show and tell, you would bring your dad in because you had the best hero that you could ever want. And he was living right in your house. And you could walk in there and said, you know what I got for show and tell? This dude who scored two touchdowns last night, and he is the lick. Talk about your relationship with your pops. 
Well, this is a great relationship. I mean, and, and it's even crazy because, you know, my, my mom and dad, they had me when they were in high school. And so I got to go to my dad's games when he was in college, you know, <laughs> yeah. which, is, which is crazy, right? right? So, so, and then, and then as, a, as a youngster, when he was really in the, in the thick of his career, I'm, I'm young and, and, and starting to play football. So at that point, that's who I want to be. I want to be Terry Metcalf. Yeah. And, yep. and everything. I don't, I don't want to wear that ugly bird cage that he wore. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll yeah. too worried about being looking sweet on the football field. I don't want that bird cage. <laughs> but but that's but that's who I wanted to be. I mean, granted, that there was other players that I loved. I loved Walter Payton and, and guys like that. But when it's all said and done, I wanted to be like my dad. And I and I watch. I would watch his film and, and not study him. Because I watched it more, more for entertainment. Right. And maybe one day I'll be able to do that in, in my mind, probably better. <laughs> but, yeah, right, right. But, I, but I'll be able to do that. And, and so, like you said, going back to uh, show and tell, that is, I, I used to bring him in. And, and so you get, you get double because I would bring him in and have him bring highlight video. Okay. Oh, yeah. You had it all, dog. <laughs> you, get, you would get double. So I'm, I'm bringing in. Don't ask me for no show and tell for two years. <laughs> I don't, I don't take, I'm taking. I'm taking care of this. Right. You just care of the whole class. They were like, right. okay, you're right. gonna but be free for a while, dog. Yeah, but that's but that's like I said. That's who I wanted to be. And 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 if you watch his film, you watch my highlights and, and things like that. You would you would think that I I actually studied. His, right. his running style and, and 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 tried to emulate things that he did when really I just went out there and 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 let it fly and whatever happened happened it just so happened that it almost looked exactly alike and so yeah so it, it, it was it's fun to watch especially at at this age when I can go back and and see things that he did and I did then it's then it's really fun like dang we we really looked alike except I'm moving a little faster. You were moving a little faster. You started celebrating at the 45, 50 and 45 on air. So, so e, one of my boys texted me. I told them that I was going to interview you. And they were like, I'll never forget the day he caught a swing pass. And it was at Texas. You caught a swing pass and you made two hop skips and you just left people standing there by the goal line. And next thing you know, you had pay dirt. And my boy said, if you don't remember, I called you immediately and said, have you seen that running back at Texas named Metcalf? That boy Cole. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm watching the same game you watch him, bro. <laughs> he, he got that, man. I just want you to know that you are an inspiration to so many. You have done so well and you, you always find a way to give back. And you, we, let's put it like this, the University of Texas always brings you up in any conversation because when you mention great running backs and great players at the University of Texas, you have to put the name Eric Metcalf in there. And I hope that we be talking about you getting into the NFL Hall of Fame pretty soon, man, because you were one of the best to ever do it. And a lot of things you did cannot be emulated, my brother. So I appreciate you taking the time today. Hey, thanks for having me, man. And, and shoot, with all that hype right there, I think I should have you walking behind me everywhere I go. I was, I'm, I'm behind, you, dog. Tell him, tell him. I'll be like, tell him, Mike. Tell him. my PR guy. Mike, hold my heart. Tell him. Ride with me, dog. I got you, my brother. Tell him what's good. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. There he is, the one and only Eric Metcalf, joining the Hards Like 
Hard Knocks Life. And just remember this, don't believe everything you see because even salt looks like sugar. Peace.